Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Lead Gen podcast for tech companies. My name is Micah Zimmerman and I'm a digital project manager at Bright Vision and I'll be hosting this podcast episode. So today we're going to talk about how to take your SEO to the next level. For the discussion, we are joined by Brandon Liebowitz, SEO expert and owner of the digital marketing company SEO Optimizers, which specializes in search engine optimization. Welcome to our podcast, Brandon. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me on today. Looking forward to being on it. Yes, looking forward to you too. So before we start, um, could you please briefly elaborate a little bit on who you are and what you do? Yeah, my name is Brandon Leibowitz. I've been involved with digital marketing since 2007. I got my degree in business marketing and just kind of fell into the digital marketing aspect of things. Wasn't really planning on it, was trying to go into more traditional marketing, but first job I got out of college was helping out a company with their SEO and helping out with social media, doing email marketing, running paid ads, doing all these digital aspects of it, helping out like writing product descriptions, taking pictures of their products and kind of doing it all. And just realized that everyone's probably gonna have a website and SEO is a way to get free traffic. All the things I mentioned work to get traffic, but SEO is just a way to get free traffic. So that's really what I've focused on over the years is try to tap into that free traffic that Google's willing to give out. And I've worked at different advertising agencies, worked at different mom and pop shops and Fortune 500 companies and everything in between. And right now I have my own company. It's called SEO Optimizers, where I really focus on helping people get more traffic from Google, from the organic side of things. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you for elaborating a little bit. So as a first question, you already mentioned some aspects of it, but how important would you say is SEO really uh, for, for any company, especially B2B companies and, and why? Well, SEO is definitely important because people search on Google and when people search on Google, there's ads and people usually skip over the ads. They know that they're ads and they're not really going to click on them unless they accidentally click on them. But most of the time people don't intentionally click on the ads. They don't trust the ads as much as they trust for organic results. So organic results are the free ones right below it that really build more trust up with the user. And also people usually start off searching on Google and then they might check you out on like social media or check you out on Yelp or other sites, but people usually start their journey on Google, but again, every business is different. So it's not always going to be that case, but for the most part, it's just trying to figure out who your audience is and how to be in front of them at the right time at the right place. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. So would you say that regardless of what type of company you are, though, that SEO should be an important part of your marketing mix? It depends. For the most part, it should be. But if you're like a musician, it's going to be a little tough to rank on Google for keywords related to music. So social media might be a little bit better. Or if you're trying to be an actress or an actor or a model, things like that, people aren't really going to be searching for you, per se. Sometimes mm -hmm. they might, but it's going to be really tough to rank for those keywords. So in that case, SEO might not be the best where social media might be a little bit better. But again, it just really depends on your audience. You got to know who your audience is and where they're going to be to be looking for your product or service. Are they going to be on Google? Are they going to be on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or maybe some other site that's out there for your audience? But you just have to really put, 
take a step back and try to put yourself in the user's point of view. If you're looking for your product or service, where would you go? Usually you start off on Google, but it's not always the case. Yeah, absolutely. So when we talk a little bit more about um, maybe larger or mid-sized to larger companies, so before we can actually reach the next level with SEO, uh, we often then need to get sort of multiple stakeholders on board as they're, of course, less uh, flexible as maybe the musician that you mentioned. And as you probably have experienced in your work as well, that some people or even entire teams, companies are a bit skeptical of the real value and impact of SEO. So how do you usually engage and convince people who are a bit skeptical um, about search engine optimization? Yeah, it is tricky. At least nowadays, most people realize the value of SEO, but 10 years ago, it was very tough. People didn't realize the value. So trying to show them like, hey, here's how many people search for your keywords every single month. Here's who's on that first page of Google, and this is your competitor that's taking all that traffic from you, but just trying to simplify things and make it easier to digest and understand that here's 10,000 people searching for this keyword of your product, and if you're on the first page of Google, you're missing out on a lot of potential eyeballs. So trying to look at that way, looking at how much it would cost to run paid ads versus doing the organics so they could see how expensive it could be because... Running paid ads, it's not cheap. They work for paid ads, but they're really expensive. And once you stop running paid ads, you just disappear. So that's also another thing. You're just like with SEO, you stop doing SEO. You're not just going to disappear over time. Your competitors are going to try to do more SEO than you did, you've done, but you're not just going to completely disappear. Yeah, yeah, fair point. So would you say that then talking to different stakeholders, maybe people that aren't so involved uh, within marketing or SEO, let's assume that a company maybe has some basic SEO strategy in place, but would really like to amp it up and improve over time. How would you usually recommend, like how do you convince maybe upper level management or other stakeholders that aren't so familiar with SEO? How do you make it easy and break it down um, to push for it internally? Yeah, I try to show them the cost per click. So showing how much paid ads would cost for their keywords and try to justify saying like, hey, if you want to run paid ads, to get this much traffic. This is the cost versus doing SEO. It's gonna cost this much, which is usually a lot less. And it's more sustainable because you stop doing SEO, you're not just gonna completely disappear. Whereas with those paid ads, you stop running paid ads, you're just gone. And to get back up, you're gonna have to keep running paid ads. And that's not a good long-term strategy. It works, but it's more of a short-term strategy. For the long-term, if you're trying to really build a brand and build a business, you wanna, Try to tap into that free traffic and capture that so you're not going to have to keep spending money on ads because those ads add up really quickly in terms of the costs. But also just showing them like, hey, if you're searching on Google, here's who's on that first page of Google. Then try to look at call out like competitors of theirs so they can see that, see what the competition is doing. And then that kind of gives them an idea like, hey, maybe I should be on top of this because I don't want to let my competitors get that competitive advantage and take a hold of this market when I could be in it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine showing what the competition is doing uh, can be quite the wake up call. Mm -hmm. It shows them a lot of information, lets them know, hey, maybe I should be jumping on this or maybe I need to push it even more because I don't want to let my competitors just dominate this audience or market. I want to have my fair share of it. Yeah, absolutely. And you already mentioned that SEO you know, is often used as a long-term strategy because it it does take some time to see the full effects taking place. And one objection sort of that we hear quite frequently is that, okay, long-term strategies sound good, but how 
how should you go about proving results in the short term? What are some of the things that you would recommend um, to, to report on in the short term to show, okay, it's already starting to, to work? Definitely using tools to track keyword positions. So showing what position you're in before we started working versus month over month, week over week, showing you how you're improving. Also looking at organic traffic. So using tools like the Google Keyword Planner, I mean, the Google Analytics, to look at traffic because Google Analytics is a free tool it's from Google and it's going to show you a wealth of information about where your traffic is coming from, who they are, how long they stay on your website from, and just a ton of data about it. But in there, you can look at organic traffic and see month over month, week over week, day over day, the traffic and look for those increases because ultimately that's the main goal is increase your traffic. Focusing on keywords used to be the way to do it maybe 10 years ago, but the, now with the voice search, it's changed a lot. So it's not just focusing on ranking for like, if you're selling, if you're like a dentist, you'd want to rank for like dentist near me. But nowadays with the voice search, you could just speak into your phone. Like, where can I find the best dentist near me? It's a whole different type of search. It's adding sentences and just trying to figure out the human language and the intent behind people's searches. So, but Google analytics and all these other tracking tools will help you really see all that. And then just try to get you up as, like I said, for as many different variations, because you don't want to just rank for singular or the plural. You want to do all the different variations, reordering it, trying to hit all the different, if you're in different cities, trying to tap into all that, but just trying to capture as much traffic as possible that's relevant and targeted to, to what you're offering. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. It sounds like reporting and making sure that you have correct checking in place is an important aspect uh, of it as well. Yeah, that's going to be the best way to show executives or just business owners, anybody what's going on. You have to show them the data. If you're not tracking, you're just going in the dark and blindly going at it. And you're not going to be able to make statistically informed decisions about what's working, what's not working. You're just going to be guessing and guessing isn't the best way to go about it. When the data is there, you should definitely try to take advantage of it because it's all there for you to tap into. It's just got to set up Google Analytics and just tap into that, tap into that traffic. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any sort of best practices when it comes to reporting with Google Analytics or any other tools, any sort of data points that you uh, feel are the most powerful? Let's say looking at, it's on the left-hand side, it's called acquisition, all traffic source medium. That shows you where your traffic's coming from. That's probably gonna be the best. So you can see if it's coming from Google or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, email, just people try it, typing your website in directly whatever it may be, but that's going to be the best. That's where I always go is acquisition, all traffic, source medium. But I always tell people, click on everything. Don't just go there. You want to go everywhere. You want to click on everything and learn as much as you can about your traffic. Another good one is behavior, site content, all pages. That's going to show you which pages get the most traffic. So if you're a blog, you can see which blog posts get the most traffic. Or if you're an e-commerce website, you can see which products get the most traffic or which products get the least amount of traffic. But there's just so much data in there. It's worth just clicking on everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think when it comes to sort of improving uh, for the future, right, and, and taking your SEO or maybe any other channel or strategy to the next level, um, one also needs to sort of analyze and get a proper overview of the current uh, SEO situation and then sort of develop how to improve that going forward. 
How would you usually, if you maybe start with a new client, a mid-sized larger company, where would you recommend to start looking or analyzing the current uh, SEO situation? You already mentioned Google Analytics, but if we think of it beyond that. Yeah, no, I'd be looking at their keywords on the website, going to their coding, look at the title tag, meta description, looking at schema, looking at alt tags, looking at all this tactical stuff, header tags, content. But the more important thing is really those backlinks, making sure that they have good quality backlinks coming into their website. So looking at using different tools like Ahrefs or Moz or SEMrush, looking at who's looking out to to their website and who's looking out to their competitors to try to figure out what that disconnect is. Where are they getting backlinks that their competitors aren't and just trying to find as many high quality relevant backlinks that their competitors have that they don't and trying to get those sites to link out to them. Because if they're linking out to their competitors, they're more than likely gonna be willing to link out to them. It's just trying to figure out who they are and why they're not linking out to that client. But that's gonna be the biggest thing is those backlinks. Backlinks are so very important to Google. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a really good insight. So would you say that you, because it sounds a bit like sort of the technical side of things for the SEO situation, what role would you say plays the content um, that is already available in sort of that assessment? Yeah, no, the content is very important. Got to have good content on the website. Very, very important. And also be blogging on the website. But the more important thing is really trying to get content on other people's websites because then Google sees another websites talking about you that builds up that trust. And then Google looks at the keywords on your website to figure out what to rank you for. So doing a lot of content marketing, articles, blogs, press releases, doing whatever needs to be done to get content on other third-party sites, but also publishing good content on your own website because you want to have good original. Because once Google trusts you, they're going to look at your website to figure out what keywords to rank you for. And if you don't have good content, they're not going to really understand what keywords you're targeting. So try to put content on each page that you want to rank a couple hundred words of text because Google struggles reading images and videos. They're getting better at it, but they really rely heavily on text. The more content you have on every single page on your website, the easier it is for them to read and understand those pages and then rank you for the correct keywords. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice. I think, especially when you mentioned that Google as a search engine is also developing over time and you know, that uh, then in that sense, text might still be more important than than images or videos or other sort of uh, content in that regard. Yeah, for the time being, but they're trying to read images, videos, but they're not there yet. So there's, they're trying to, but for now, it really relies heavily on text, more, more text, the more content you put out there, the better off you're going to be, the easier you're going to make it for the search engines and they're going to reward you for that. Yeah. Do you work as a sales, marketing, or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing, and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. Speaking of Google or maybe also other search engines developing uh, over time, so for the sort of the upcoming year, uh, what should one do as a marketer to take SEO to that next level? What does the what does the future for, look like for SEO in the upcoming months or years? Yeah, just better quality content, less spam. Just make sure you build good quality backlinks. Just 
focus on quality over quantity with everything nowadays and just try to make sure that you have the best content or high quality content, original content can't be copied from other pages on your website, Google will penalize you, but the backlinks are really the tricky part where you have to make sure you build good quality backlinks from relevant authoritative sites. Otherwise, Google again will penalize you. Instead of ranking higher, you actually drop down in rankings, which is the last thing we want to happen to anybody. So would you say that the backlinks are often some, well, low-hanging fruit uh, for many companies to take as a, as a next step to improve that area? Yeah, Google's whole algorithm started based off backlinks. Still to this day, it's heavily based off backlinks. It's changed a lot how they look at the backlinks over the years, but still has a big impact on rankings because Google just doesn't trust anyone and the backlinks are a way to build that trust up. So getting Google to trust you is not easy, but the backlinks help build up that trust. And once Google starts trusting you, then they're going to rank you for your keywords. But without that trust, they're not really going to rank a website. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you you mentioned earlier also that uh, sort of the voice search is becoming more and more prominent. Uh, would you say that you see any other trends that are up and coming for SEO? Um, just less spam, better quality results, but voice is really taking over where everything has been shifting towards mobile. Just, I mean, back in 2013, Google did their Hummingbird algorithm update because they saw that everything is shifting to, to mobile devices. So understand the human language, semantic web and AI and all that stuff. But the future of it, nobody really knows it. Google's going to still be around if there's even search engines, it's all kind of up there. But as long as there's search engines, there's going to be search engine optimization. But for the most part right now, Google, well, Google just runs everything. We'll have to see what happens in the future if another platform or website is able to take over. But Google really just runs everything and you got to look at what Google's doing and see what they want and make Google happy. That's kind of what it is at right now. But the future is really just better quality results, meaning less spam with Google. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about um, Google now for a bit, and obviously that's the, the natural sort of search engine to talk about uh, seeing seeing their size and, and impact on the on SEO trends. Would you say that companies, especially larger companies, should also consider other um, search engines in their marketing mix? Yeah, if they look in Google Analytics and they see their traffic is coming from a different search engine, then they should look into potentially optimizing for that. But if you optimize for Google, you should be good across the board because Google is a lot more sophisticated. And also Bing powers Yahoo. So if you search on Yahoo, it's not Yahoo anymore. It's actually Bing powering Yahoo. So if you want to optimize for the three big ones, Google, Bing, and Yahoo, if you optimize for Google and Bing, it covers it. But Google Analytics will tell you where your traffic's coming from. So you can see, am I getting traffic from like DuckDuckGo or Yandex or some other weird one that you probably haven't heard about. So it's all about looking at analytics try to figure that out and seeing who or where your audience is at. Because when I look at analytics over the years, Google brings about 20 to 80% of the traffic. Bing will bring about 1%. Yahoo will bring about 1%. So it doesn't really bring too much, bring some traffic, which is not bad, but it's just so tiny compared to what Google brings in. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the advantages of Google is also that you do have other tools like the Google Data Studio, Google Analytics to sort of tie that into your reporting and SEO strategy. Yeah, make, mm -hmm. Sorry, please go ahead. Oh yeah, I was saying, yeah, it makes it a lot easier. Those tools help out a lot. 
Yeah. And uh, talking a little bit about trends. So how would you say what what good platforms or sources do you recommend for sort of your average marketeer to keep track of best practices um, and the latest SEO trends? So you got to read up in different websites and forums or join Facebook groups or watch YouTube videos or just read as much as possible, test out different things that you think might work, might not work, talk to other people, collaborate, but got to test. And whenever you're reading, just make sure it's from maybe five years at most, anything older than that still might be relevant, but everything changes so much that it's tough. Like Google, I mean, SEO, digital marketing, everything is just constantly changing. So what works in the past doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work in the future. It's more than likely would, but you just have to keep staying up to date and reading as much as you can. That's going to be the best way to stay up to date with all the trends. Yeah, absolutely. I guess it's really interesting that you mentioned a combination of both sort of reading up uh, on things by yourself, but also joining groups to well have a bit of more exchange uh, within different teams and other practitioners. Yep, collaborating, talking to other people is the best. Otherwise, you're just in your little bubble and it's good to get out of it and see what other people think and get other people's opinions and point of views and perspectives. Yeah, exactly. I think we see the same also that it's, it's really helpful to see a little bit what because what works for one company doesn't necessarily always work for the other. Um, so yeah, in definitely good, good advice. Um, looking at the time now, I have one last question which is essentially more that if our listeners want to know more about you, your company and what you do, um, where would they find you? Yeah, so everyone that's listening, I create a special gift for them. If they go to my website, seooptimizers.com, that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. They can find that gift there and my contact information as well. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Then that was my last question and it rounds up this session. So thank you so much for providing all these great SEO insights, Brandon. And thank you everybody for listening and hear you next time. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.